This week on season two of the DC 360 podcast, we have Jason Burv. We had him a couple weeks ago talking about parenting. This time, we're talking about relationships. His wife had a traumatic brain injury, and his perspective of love has changed my world, and I hope it has the opportunity to do the same for you. Let's jump right into the episode. You know, one of the things we didn't get to touch on today is just that, um, you know, my wife has been going through an exceptionally hard time for the last two and a half years with um, uh, a, a traumatic brain injury and, and long COVID and the after effects of that have been really devastating for her. And, and, and I wasn't sure how my understanding of where our experience comes from was going to show up for me through this, uh, pretty challenging time. And, and and I guess it's been interesting to, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, family and family influences. And it's just kind of funny to see like some family members, um, have kind of been like, well, now you can drop that three principles stuff and get real, you know, but, but what's really happened for me is that it's helped me see that, the truth of the principles because it's easy to, you know, with anything in life, it's easy when life's good to say like, yeah, this is working. This is great. You know, but I feel like the real test is when things are hard, really hard, you know, when things, when you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what you're up against. And so, you know, it was like, it was one thing when, you know, though many years ago, my son was going through a hard time and, you know, but I felt like, you know, as parents, uh, we're really affected by what our kids are going through, but, but it's really, for some reason it felt really different when like the team, (laughs) part of the team was, you know, taken out, you know, and, um, and it's just, it's reinforced what, I knew to be true, but it, it's kind of made things, um, what's the right word? It, it's just, it's erased any doubt that I had that it really, like, it sounds so cliche when I've heard it over the years, but it's like, there's love and there's fear. Watching someone you love suffer the way I've watched my wife suffer for two and a half years when I drop into a place of love, I know what to do. I know what to say. I know, I I know how to help, you know, I know how to take care of myself as a caretaker, you know? Um, but when I'm in a place of fear, you know, it's like, oh man, I can make a good mess of things. And so this has been an incredible opportunity for me to really test it out. And it's like, having gone through the fire, I feel like, yeah, yeah, nothing can, nothing can talk me out of it now. Like I really, it's unshakable. But I know you have to see something in relationships differently now, going through whatever you went through. Cause like, like you said, things are real good with the wife. Right? Like, so I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, well, we moving and grooving, but anything could happen to either one of us. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was just thinking about this the other day and, for the first time, it was 
it was kind of cracking me up. I was doing some work on the ranch and I just, my mind was wandering. I was thinking about how, you know, we're, we're the, we're the author of our own stories, right? We're the author of our lives. And so often we forget that it's like, choose your own adventure, right? Like we chose this and we, we forget that there were all these other choices because we chose this one. So obviously that's the way it was supposed to be. So, and what I've been seeing is, you know, like, uh, there were moments when I felt under so much pressure. I didn't know how to deal with taking care of everything that was on my plate coming my way. And I felt like I was cracking up because I was thinking about the choose your own adventure at that moment in life. It was like, okay, you could become an alcoholic, you know, <laughs> you could, you know, turn into one of these people who's just like runs all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could, you could just stick your head in the sand. You could just, and like, oh, and I chose this, which I'm not saying like it was great, but it was like, oh, that's so cool to see it that way. Wow. Like I chose this, right? And there are all these other choices. And then what I, what I started thinking about was, well, that's really interesting. Why would I have chosen any of those other things? And I felt like I chose what I chose because there's like this ratio of love versus fear. And there was more love in that choice than fear. But if there was more fear, I could have really easily chosen this one, this one, or this one. And I look back and I say, yeah, and that ratio, it wasn't 100% love and 0% fear. It was something else. And so I look back and I say, oh, that's so interesting. Like, I see the, the choice we have more clearly than I used to. It, it just used to look like, well, of course, you know, and now I really see that, especially in these moments, like in every moment, but especially in these moments of testing and challenge and, you know, whatever it might be that there's this ratio of love versus fear. And the more love that I can tap into, I can access, I can feel, it's going to influence what I choose. I've noticed you're like a well of infinite, I don't want to say of infinite love, but like our, our men, my mentor, Michael Neal talks about, he talks about, you know, uh, you give yourself, like there's love, there's a fountain of love. And what you do is you give yourself the overflow of love and then you give yourself the overflow of that overflow. And then you give yourself the overflow of that overflow. And then after all the overflow, that's what you give away to everybody else because you're not coming from this lack, you're coming from this overflow of love. And I've noticed that you come from this overflow of love. Can you tell me, has it always been that way? Like, did something shift? Well, I think that's an interesting question. No, I haven't always been that way. Um, you know, I think I've always been whatever, you know, a caring person, a sensitive person. But I don't think I've always, like, you know, when you and I met, like, I could, I don't know, I could barely go a couple hours without crying. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and not just sadness, tears of joy. Like I was just, I'm a good crier. I know? learned how to cry from him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think where that came from is understanding that, boy, it doesn't even, that doesn't even reach it. It's like having this moment of awakening that we are love. Like if, if everything else gets out of the way, that's what shows up. And, and so like, I didn't 
see it that way. I thought love was kind of something you worked at or were gifted with or, you know, it just, I don't know, somehow it was a happy accident, you know. I didn't see that I had a role to play and just keep getting out of the way. And that's what shows up. So sometimes my wife still, like, as in yesterday, you know, she'll ask me, how come you're not, like, how come you keep doing more and more and more? To me, like, my answer is, well, it doesn't feel like heavy lifting. It doesn't feel like hard work. Like if I, if you love someone, you, you just do it, you know? And, and that feeling of like that effortlessness, like that almost like puzzlement at the question is just kind of, to me, it, it just points to that. Like, well, when you get everything out of the way, if you just, if, if you're just love, well then, you know, like we talked earlier about how curiosity just leads you places. There's nothing more powerful than love. It makes even the hardest things easy. Dude, that's facts. I fall in love. I'm not in love with you, Jason, but like I feel myself falling in love with this conversation with you. When that's there, it's a different level of space, clarity. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I love that you're talking about that in the form of relationship, because I also hear that in the parenting too. When we lead with love, there is more, Yeah. right? And oh, this is what I was thinking about. So I was talking to somebody about effortless, right? You use that word, like it was kind of effortless. The thinking is what leads to the efforting. When I love my wife, when I love my kids, when I love whoever it is, right? When I love that person, I am not thinking about, yo, well, like, you know, quid pro quo. Well, I cleaned up his pee today. What is it going to do for me tomorrow? You know, and, and, and it's something that's beautiful. It's effortless to love my kid through some of these situations. It is a lot of effort to have to be the parent that has to buck up and has to get it all right. And then when I'm with my wife, when I'm with my partner, it's the same way. Is that's the biggest thing that I noticed. The first thing when I came into the principles was like I was the stick in my wife's ass. We need to get personal development. We need to get better. Da, 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 da. And now it's like, what are you thinking? Like that's that's the curiosity showing up again. Yeah. Thank you for making me aware of these things, man. Like you said earlier, one of the best ways to learn is to shadow. And so when we hear stories of someone who has made it through whatever, it gives us something. Sid Banks talks about, if you hear truth, throw out the tape. Throw the tape out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So don't throw the podcast out the window, please. (laughs) Keep listening, five stars. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) So is there anything else you'd like to say about relation? Because I I just recognize that like I'm a two podcast this time, right? Like we had the parenting conversation. (laughs) And this this relationship, no matter how long that is, is a whole different and beautiful conversation. What you're reminding me of about relationships, I've worked with quite a few couples. And, you know, it's easy to talk about couples falling back in love with each other and couples, you know, happily ever after. But one of my favorite couples that I worked with was a couple that when they came to meet with me, they were, there was just a lot of frustration and animosity with each other. And they just kind of couldn't believe that they found themselves in this place. They had a young daughter and they had a company that they ran together and 
but their marriage was falling apart and they couldn't figure out how on earth they were going to make everything work. And what you said about the effortlessness of coming from love, that's what they found. Like they found that when they got back in touch with love for each other, they chose, well, we still want to dissolve the marriage, but everything got easy and they were so creative. I was blown away by what they came up with for how to move forward with their personal lives and their business lives. And it was all because the effortlessness of them finding that feeling of love for each other, even when they didn't want to continue to be married. That's you know? it. And I felt like, you know, that, that's, that's the one that I learned the most from, you know, it wasn't just the happily ever after it was the what's possible when we tap back into that feeling of love. And it doesn't have to be always this, you know, whatever textbook outcome. What is it about the fact that we learn so much from the like mistake? If I was to go and say, Hey, Jason, tell me about yourself you'd probably tell me a lot of the things that you had to overcome. Oh, isn't that great? Like, right? well, no, that's funny. Like if you think about, you know, everyone's bios, you know, like so often it's like, here's what I've done. And I did this and I did this and then I did this and then I did this. But wouldn't it be great if everyone's bios were like, here are the, all the times that I screwed up royally or fell on my face or like terrible things happened because that's how, you know, that's who really shaped me. That's what really shaped me. Yeah. You know? Wouldn't that be cool? I'm glad you put that form around it for me in a way because I, this is my third podcast probably. I'm sticking with this one though, right? But the first one was me basically like elaborating on how much I've fucked up, excuse my friend, on the journey of being a parent, right? Like, it's like, oh yeah, when I was da-da-da-da-da, and then da-da-da-da-da, and somebody was like, bro, you really landed out there. You don't think you should save that for a course or something? And I was like, no, I just want to get it out there. I remember Michael telling a story about Steve Chandler going into an interview and being like, yo, I was an alcoholic, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. These are the things I overcame, got the job. And I think that I think more of us need to do that, right? It's like, cause like I, I met a guy today and like, we're just talking and it's stories that he overcame, right? Like that's what we were in the sauna. Like it's real quick, like 20 minutes. I was about to pass out. And he's telling me these stories about how he overcame. It was never, it, okay, how often do you hear a story and you feel good about it where somebody's like, oh yeah, man, no problems getting up that mountain. <laughs> You're like, what, oh, right. where's the drama? Where, yeah. Like, where's the good stuff? Yeah. Well, you know, wh one of my one of my biggest and most humbling uh, lessons in my principal's journey to work with this client in front of the mentor and get feedback. So the session with the client is over, and I meet with the mentor. And at some point in the conversation, she says to me, "You know, you think you're the smartest person in the room." And I said, "No, come on, no." She said, no, really, you think you're the smartest person in the room? I was like, well, maybe sometimes, you know. She's like, no, really, you think you're the smartest person in the room? And I was like, oh, shit. And I realized that I wasn't aware that too often I was showing up to other people thinking I knew what was up. Like, you know, check me out. I got my PhD. I got this. I got that. And what I learned from that, what was so humbling was that this mentor so beautifully, so gracefully helped me see that where we connect as human beings is in the messy ordinary. Wow. Yeah. 
And in that moment, like, man, I, I was reeling from that for, for literally for, for weeks. Cause I was like, Oh man, I've screwed up this relationship, this one, this was, but I came out of it being like, Oh, that is so cool. No one connects by being like, Oh yeah. Like you were saying, like either the no drama or the like, Oh, that person's so exceptional. I feel just like them. You know what I mean? It's like where we connect is this is where I've fallen down. This is what I learned. This is what I had to overcome. You know, like ordinary and messy over and over again, ordinary and messy. And that changed my life. Honestly, that changed my life. Divine Chaos Podcast. (laughs) That's exactly what I saw at some point. It was like, I guess I was reading some Zen book or something, right? And it's like, you look at the lake, you look at the moon, this, it was a painting that they're talking about. I didn't see a picture of it. I'm just imagining this. And it's like, you can't see the beauty of the moon or the, the, the lake without them both being together. Now, if you take them both apart, they're both beautiful. But the combined effort of both of those together, you don't know which one the subject is. You don't know which one the object is. And it's just like, that's our life. The only reason why I think that chaos is ensuing is because of my thinking about this in a way, divine process, right? Like trees grow, plants grow. You and I meet up randomly, right? Like this couch is here, somebody made it. Like those things, the birds are chirping, like those things happen and like it's just natural. I was on a mountain and I'm looking at the leaves on the mountain, bro. And it's like, you can't see the like little worm like holes in the leaves or where the little uh, snails are. You can't see that from way off far. But like when you're in it, and you're there and you're looking and you could see the definition of this tree versus that tree. That tree didn't get upset with that tree, I don't think, right? And it's like, oh, the messy ordinary. We think that it's not supposed to be messy. Hmm. But that's the, that's the most ordinary thing about life is like, yo, you gonna get in the situation, you don't know what's gonna happen, but some, some yeah. will. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, it's not like you're not learning lots from, from Aria, but it's the messiness of, of, you know, little Danny taking you to your edges, Oh yeah. you know, that I hear you saying like, man, that's where I'm learning, you know? And, 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 and I think that's, you know, to connect these threads of conversations you and I have had about education, you know, curiosity, it's like, you know, we don't we don't learn, we don't grow from comfort and, you know, convenience and ease all the time. You know, we learn and grow from finding out like that. Where's the ordinary, where's the messy. And, you know, and what was I just reading? You know, this quote I've heard before about, you know, the, the, the cracks or how the light gets in, you know, and if like, we're too concerned with perfection, then, the light can't get in. <laughs> Jason, this has been amazing. I just want to thank you, man. Thank you for just being you, showing up, and being the light in the world that you are. Um, you blow me away, dude. Like, you just blow me away. And um, yeah, everybody, uh, season two is awesome. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Thanks you. a lot, Danny. This has been really fun. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. All right, cool, 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 cool. This episode of the DC 360 podcast has been brought to you by Danny Coven Coaching. 
This is coaching where everyday blessings are possible, where we do the interwork of mindful parenting, mindful human beingness, and we see what is possible for you right where you are.